back to this edition of the Redbird Report. I am Cade Heather, sports editor here at The Vedette, and alongside me is my co-host, good friend and co-sports editor, Jonathan Barless. Hello, everyone. We are back for the second consecutive week. We have figured it out finally, and we're very happy to be back in the booth talking some ISU football once again. So we will start it off as we usually start it off. Uh, Kate, I'm gonna just gonna kind of shoot you this right here. I was right last week. The birds did take the W. Yeah. Uh, coming off your prediction that you said, you know, they would be handed their first loss, but you gotta believe in the birds. You gotta back the birds in you know tough situations like this. And they won 35 to 19 against an FBS opponent, which is a big right. big deal. And you know, coming off, you know, we can start off by saying, you know, KJ Carter Samuels. I mean, obviously he's a great quarterback. You know, it looked like you know the birds were coming off a little slow. He came off with that first nine yard pass. Uh, to score in the first quarter, and then ISU started gaining their footing, you know, as James Robinson and Markel Smith do. They right. will find ways to score. They will find ways to break through defenses and find ways to find the end zone. And, you know, you kind of could take it like that. But, you know, as I said before, the birds are back, and I'm very happy, and I'm very fired up about this win. And uh, it means a lot for ISU, I would say. So uh, we yeah, can kind of really just does. start it off with what do you think this win means going forward in the season? Well, first off, I think this, I mean, this is a statement win, I think, for ISU. I mean, <clears throat> they're the only team so far in the, well, I think North Dakota State may have beaten an F- FBS team this year, but uh, I mean, <clears throat> ISU, they didn't even play an FBS school last year. Their last win over an FBS school was at Northwestern two years ago, and now here they go on, on the road again. And pick up an even bigger win. They put up 35 points on the board. The offense looked great. Um, like I said, I think this is a statement win in the MV- in the MVFC uh, moving forward. Um, I think it's it's going to be a great testament to uh, later on in this season when they head up north to North Dakota State. That'll be a huge That's huge matchup. Be a big um, big game for them. But as for this game alone, I think. I mean, it's a it's a big win. I think the I think the Redbirds looked just just great. as good they as good as they have been. You know, Brady Davis had another solid the, game, two touchdowns, two hundred and seventy yeah. yards. He's just it seems like I he mean, gets more comfortable as games go on. Yeah, Brady Davis. I mean, he he looked very comfortable up there. I mean, he was only fourteen for twenty nine. He got started off a little slow, some miscues with a couple of receivers earlier on, but he got things going. The offensive line was just provided phenomenal protection for the run game for the for Brady Davis. I mean, Davis was never hurried, never pressured at all. He had plenty of time and it goes throughout back the whole game. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it always goes back to that offensive line, and that's where it started this week. I think um, you know they they just provided such a such great protection for the offense mm-hmm. all around. I mean, James Robinson <laughs> went off again, 185 yards. I mean two touchdowns and then add Markel Smith also added 65 yards in a touchdown it's, like we've talked about this last week too the offense is powerful have, it, it's it's insanely powerful and you see these two running backs that are both you know they could be they are both division one starting running backs and you know yeah. ISU has the luxury of having two of them in their backfield and you know along like, like we said this in the past as well 
along with this offensive line, it seems like they just keep getting more comfortable and keep getting stronger as these games progress and the schedule gets a little tougher down the road. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how this offensive line keeps this production up, you know, as well as allowing Robinson and Markel Smith to have these huge, you know, 200 rushing yard games, 190 rushing yard games that they do have. But it's also going to be interesting to see how they deflect the pass rush as well. I mean, you know, you can see a freshman Andrew Edgar coming out of nowhere yeah. this season, having 111 yards this past game in right. receiving. I mean, we talk a lot about Spencer Chanel, but he is the catalyst for all of this. You know, Andrew Edgar said in past interviews that he looks up to Spencer Chanel and he looks at mm-hmm. his game and he tries to mimic Chanel's game. And you just, and you have sort of these two two way receivers here, and yeah, you, he's got I mean, a lot of options, especially in Tyler Pekovich as well. Yeah, I mean, seen a lot of similarities this year so far between Andrew Edgar and Spencer Schnell. I mean, Edgar so far, I mean, like you said, I mean, he put up 111 yards this week, career high, only on five receptions. His longest was a 43-yard reception, mm-hmm. which was later in the game, um, but set up a, I believe it set up a touchdown um, uh, later in the game. But, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, these two, these two smaller guys who are, I mean, they're really fast. And, I mean, all summer long, all offseason long, like guys who football, I mean, they've been searching for more explosiveness on offense. And I think these two guys provide it with the speed and able to get downfield really fast Absolutely. and get open. Absolutely. And along with that speed on offense comes speed on defense as well. And, you yeah. know, you hold an FBS team to 19 points on their home turf. That's right. that's I, that's astounding in my eyes. You, you go into someone's stadium and you you're the away team and you walk in there and the first thing to do in your mind is win the game obviously but you hold them to 19 points and you come out with another great defensive game and you know especially with you know taylor and boykin you know getting these mvfc honors this week i think i think that was the biggest surprise this week uh from isu was their defense being able to hold their own and uh Really, I mean, I mean, coming into this week, we were talking about Colorado State. Mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, KJ Carter Samuels and um, their their top wide receiver, uh, Preston Williams. Yes. And Preston Williams this week, if you will look at his numbers right now, he only had three receptions for 14 yards. They locked it down. And they locked him down. Now, therefore, I mean, it's a given that. Uh, their other receiver, Olabasi Johnson, put up seven receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. But, I mean, ISU's defense came up very clutch this this week, exactly. and I think that was the biggest surprise. Is that I mean, they held they held Colorado State to only six points in the first half, mm-hmm. and then Colorado State. I mean, they added a touchdown very later on, yes. and and that was I mean, once the game was sort of wrapped up at that point, but. I mean, like you, I mean, Colorado State. They they had Carter Samuels in first few drives, first quarter, and then second mm-hmm. quarter they bring in Colin Hill, their backup. I'm not I'm not really sure why they went back and forth between quarterbacks, um, but maybe at, you could see from the production standpoint of Carter yeah. Samuels. I mean, you know, they do have the number eleventh ranked passing offense in the exactly. FBS, and maybe trying to switch up that play caller, maybe he gets another fire yeah. under Carter Samuels and, you know, he's a little competitive edge going mm-hmm. into this week, especially if they take a loss to an FCS team that such as ISU that mm-hmm. has they have and the skill and they have the talent to compete with any FBS team in my mind. But you I mean, know as we go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Both no, I mean both quarterbacks, I mean, still put up decent numbers for Colorado State. Um Carter Samuels, I mean, fifteen for twenty seven, hundred and forty two yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He did have one interception, and that one interception came from uh, Devin Taylor, 
And as you were talking about earlier, Devin Taylor was just named yesterday yes. as Missouri Valley Football Conference mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, he had the one interception, two pass breakups, and eight tackles. Yeah, I mean, he right. really he he really had. I mean, hit, I would say the best game of his season so far uh, was was yesterday. I mean, he's just a redshirt sophomore. Uh, out there playing defensive back. It's and seeing these young guys, especially, coming out of the woodwork and showing up to play and playing in these, you know, big time spots yeah. and making these big time plays. It's kind of the identity the ISU is, you know, folded over right now. You got Brady Davis who, you know, he's a junior transfer. He comes in, no one really knows his name, and he's solidified himself as, you know, the starting QB. And he's done nothing but great things so far. And it just seems like, you know, they're morphing into this uh, this young guy attitude, this young guy mindset where I, I'm, it's mine. Like, this my, this is my job, and I'm going to take it and do it well. And especially, you know, the red, like, as you said, Devin Taylor is only a redshirt sophomore. And there's so yeah. much room for growth and so much more room for potential with him. And, you know, even... Uh, I mean, that, know, was, that was one of the things that Spack said in the press conference mm-hmm. was, I mean, he... This team is so young, and that that was the one thing he was really pleased to see is how well this team came out there and competed in a, in a huge environment against an FBS school against Colorado State. You know, he was he was really pleased to see uh, his players come out and compete, and I mean, play a great game. I mean, they won. They put up thirty five points. Exactly. And, I mean, like you said, I mean this this younger team, they're coming around and uh, they're they're making plays and they're. They're they're three and zero so far, and it's doing very very well after that so far. Um, now, as we head into week four of the season, yeah, uh, ISU will play Missouri State, and Missouri State is coming off the bye week, and they are currently two and one in the Valley standings, and their first loss was against Oklahoma State week one, where they lost seventeen to fifty eight, and week two, you know, fifty two to twenty four finish for Missouri State, you know, forty to eight against Northern Arizona. Um, as Missouri State and ISU will play this week, uh, Kate, I'm going to ask you this question, you know, directly. How do you think ISU matches up against a team coming off of a bye week? ISU being, you know, the hottest team in the Valley in my eyes, and yeah. uh, I'm assuming, you know, everyone else as well, watching this team, you know, rise up from, you know, the ashes of last year and, you know, the disappointment and they're coming in. How do you think Missouri State matches up against ISU in this in this week? I mean, well, Missouri State obviously has struggled. Um I mean, they're one and two this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just picked up their first win uh, there, but they are coming off a bye week. It will be their third straight home game. There, I mean, it'll be more comfortable for them. They'll be uh, much better prepared this week. I'm sure they've watched a lot of film of ISU. You know, I mean, they've had extra time to prepare and that whole week they've had they they could have watched the CSU game. They'll be a little frightened with that one. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've got all that tape as well and. Um, I just don't think, uh, I, I mean, if you look at the numbers, strictly just the numbers, Missouri State, I mean, their defense this year has struggled uh, mightily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sit uh, like second or last in the conference in points allowed, and oh, they, they allow 30 points per yeah, game. Yeah, we were talking right about there. this. They, yeah. so. they, they allow 30 points per game, whereas ISU so far this year allows about 10 points per it, game. It, so There you go. That's, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, I mean, mostly stands out to me um, would be that. I mean, the the, the defense defensive compared, production, yeah, absolutely. compared to ISU's offensive production, I think that's that's going to be a, that's just a huge difference mm-hmm. right there. I mean, ISU's offensive production versus Missouri State's defense. I think that, I think that's, that's where that's, ISU that's wins where the, the game. Key is. I mean, yeah. 
I think I'm going to go with that as well. The key for ISU to handle this game in another, you know, put another one in the W column is going to be just another defensive showing. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously the offense is going to produce uh, from what we've seen the past three weeks. I feel like every offensive key has solidified themselves as they're going to get the job done. Um, if the defense can keep doing the job it has been doing, I think ISU is going to have no problem with rolling over and just getting yeah. another win. And uh, I think it should be a fairly easy week. Uh, so what about your predictions for this one? The I score mean, it, it should be. I mean, we see Missouri State's. I mean, their offense puts up a lot of points on the board. I mm-hmm. mean, they get 30, 35 points a game or so, but ISU averages about 40, almost over 40 little, now. Yeah, so, over 40. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, last year ISU visited Missouri State as well last year in week three, and ISU came away with a 34-9 to win last year. Um, I think this this season, this week, I think I think we'll see a very similar result. Um, I, I see ISU winning. <laughs> I'm trying to put a score on it. I'm it's, not, it it's I, hard. I'm not really sure. I'd, you see all these stats, and you you know you, you look know. back in the past, and it's how how do they, how do they how it's how do they win? Yeah, I mean, I think they win definitely because of their offense. Um, just the just compared to Missouri State's defense, Absolutely. I think I think the offense will definitely outplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, MSU's defense, mm-hmm. um, but I think ISU's defense will also show up and uh, keep doing what they've been doing. I, 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 could, I could see them pulling away. And it's, about a, it's shown, especially because they, they were just moved up in the rankings today. Yeah, especially. yeah, that's also yeah. I mean, as as we saw, I mean, Illinois State last week, coming off of a bye week. I mean, coming it's off a, of a bye week, two week Illinois home. State moved up. I believe it was three spots coming off of their bye week to, yes. to ranked number 15th in the FCS poll. Mm-hmm. And just today they, it was released that they moved up to number nine in six the FCS points. poll. So they went up six in the rankings today. A top 10 berth. That's yeah. the first in a while. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's there's there's now three Valley teams in the top 10. They got North Dakota State sitting at number one, mm-hmm. South Dakota State at number three, and ISU moving into number nine. Um, I think that's a huge jump. I mean, they moved up six spots. I mean, it's obviously a huge win. I mean, you're pulling yeah. off a road victory. As we talked about school. it earlier with the FBS and it's road a, win. And it's a big win. I mean, I mean, they, they didn't – they easily handled Colorado State. They never really had any real issues with them, honestly. I mean, the defense was – Obviously, I mean, we it's saw been good. They, it's gonna continue gotta, to keep. We got a player of the week, you know. I mean, yeah, it's been really good. Um, the offense did what they did. I, I, I see ISU as long as they pull away with the victory this week, I could see them move up another spot or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're they're rising. They are rising in the FCS mm-hmm. polls. They're at number nine now, and I think that they're getting that recognition. Huge. Yeah, and, uh, that's good. It's actually very good. Uh, but also. For the uh, MVC, MBFC honors, don't count out JT Bullikin either. That Bullikin yeah. punt. Yeah. He pinned one. Did you see? Did you see that he pinned one? Yeah. I think inside the three, or as long as it was like sixty yards, and he, you know, he put ISU in a very good, like you know, defensive battle between them in that in that situation. I thought that was great. I saw mm-hmm. that live too, and I was like, yeah. wow, he, that's great. Yeah, JT Pol- uh, JT Bullikin. He's he's only a sophomore. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, like you said, his longest punt was sixty yards, and. Um, he he was able to pin three of his punts inside the twenty yard line. So I mean he he put on a good showing and didn't get too many touchbacks. You know, earned him like an award. The, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, earned obviously him an award earned, this him week. A, earned him an award. Good so, for I mean, him. Yeah, obviously you don't want to see ISU punting too much, but I mean <laughs> he 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 did a good job out there. So absolutely. Um, 
Uh, as we kind of shift gears once more, uh, kind of towards the negative side of it, uh, you know, we've seen in the past where ISU has come out hot and they've come started, you know, three, four, no, like last season, first of all. Yeah. We, we can just kind of compare it to that. Um, so as you see ISU move up in the rankings and they get a little more noise, you know, surrounding their name and a little more recognition towards the school, um, it's, it's hard not to think about, you know, what if uh, mm-hmm. it happens again. Um, so my question is, do you, do you think it could happen again? Uh, just f- judging from, you know, how they've been playing and what we've been seeing live and the teams have been playing and the schedule they have the rest of the year, I, I, I really don't know if they can keep it going or if they can continue to find ways to win in tough situations against tough teams mm-hmm. in, you know, it, is, it's, it brings to light, you know, a whole new scope of how we're going to think about this for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hope, I mean, in my personal opinion, I hope ISU doesn't lose the entire season. But that's just every, right. that's, that's every fan's mind talking. Yeah. But, you know, there comes a point when you think about past, you know, those past seasons where, you know, they come off hot, they start hot, and then they fall off. And right. it turns I mean, out to be disappointing. And, I mean, you know, we'll look, we'll look to straight back to last season as an example. I mean, they, the first game of the season... They come out, beat Butler forty-five nothing. Mm-hmm. Come back and beat Eastern Illinois forty-four to thirteen. Then they beat Missouri State thirty-four to nine. Like those are three blowout wins. Piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Come back home, and they had some trouble with Indiana State at home, but they pull off an eleven-point victory. And I think the real turning point of last season's um, success um, was right after that Indiana State game. They went on the road to Northern Arizona, and they suffered a 37-16 loss. Yeah. And that that was a big turning point there. And and right after that, they suffered another blowout loss at Southern Illinois. So Absolutely. Um, I think those are two two things that really changed, changed the season last year. But I think this season, looking at this season, uh, I think things are a little different. Um, you know, they pull off two two big wins coming off the bat you know at home huge wins hit a bye week you know maybe it's a little early but Mm -hmm. it's good preparation for colorado state i would hope so they head on the road come out with a huge win at colorado state and i think that's the difference that this season is that last year they they go on the road to northern arizona yes and they they get a big loss this rather this year they go on the road to colorado state fbs school and they get a big win i think that's a huge booster um and also, I think this season they have different coaches. You know, they have they have it. They brought back Kurt Beathard, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. They've mixed the they brought, old with the new. A, I would say they've they got really Travis found a way to... on the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator side. You know, I think um, I think that's really helped a lot, especially on the offensive side with Brady Davis and the receivers mm-hmm. and the running game. It seems a little different than last year. I, I mean. I mean, like we said last week as well, with the atmosphere and the energy surrounding the team, especially with, you know, the overhaul of offseason coaching replacements mm-hmm. as well, and the players, they've been producing. Yeah. It seems like every guy has stepped up in some yeah. sort of way. Like, we can That's talk definitely. about Zach Matthews having 10 total tackles against CSU all day, yeah. but he's been doing this all year. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah, having Zach, 8, Zach 9, Matthews 10 really tackles. Stepped up. I mean, he's been leading the defense so far. He leads the team in tackles right now by, like, 10 or 11 tackles mm-hmm. total, so... Yeah, I, I mean, think we've that's seen the different guys too. step up, make make big plays. Um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at the schedule moving forward this year, I honestly I don't see ISU taking a huge step back like last year, where they lost, I believe, three games in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five out of six or whatever it was. I just um, the one thing that I hope coming from CSU is this momentum doesn't overshoot. 
their yeah. like energy. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they can find a way to you contain know, this energy yeah, you, and this you step positivity. Back and contain yeah. it exactly, and you you take it positive. You take Especially it with a team way. that comes off of a two week buy or a, a bye week coming off a two week hold. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see. I I really do feel like they're going to pull away with a win, but it's going to be. Like like we said earlier, this game was a turning point for the whole season, and it's and it's unfortunate that it comes in week three this early on. Right. But I mean, it's just going to be like we're reading a book. It's gonna and we're just going to wait for the story to unfold. Yeah, it's going to be important. I mean, the, this week is important still. They need to they need to win this week, obviously, and I think they will pull it off. I think as well. I, I mean, think they can. I mean, Valley obviously, I mean they pull well. off a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any Valley game is important. Um, and then they come back home for two games. They got Western Illinois and Southern Illinois uh, for two games. And mm-hmm. if you can pull out a win in one of those two at home, I you mean, that's nice. huge because you're sitting nice right there because after those two home games, they head up to North Dakota State for a big one. And that is going to be the game to watch. And, and that's I think that's going to be the toughest part of their schedule right there is heading to North Dakota State. And then South Dakota coming State. Coming back home for South well. Dakota State. Yeah. That's and then you got Northern Iowa on the road who they're 1-2 and two right now, but Northern Iowa is always a dangerous team to play in the Absolutely. Valley. Absolutely. And they've proven that in the past with even exactly. worse records against us. Right. So, like you said, I mean, it's just going to be a yeah. story waiting to be unfolded. <laughs> They've got a tough road ahead of them right now, but they got to take care of business at Missouri State, which I, which I do believe they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as practices go on this week, uh, we're only going to be waiting for the story to unfold as uh, we prepare for this weekend's set of games. But that is all for us. This week at the Rebel Report, I am John Barless and Cade Heather alongside me doing a fantastic job as he always does. And we will see you next Monday after Saturday's game against Missouri State.